everyone, welcome to the Adelin and NVIDIA podcast. This is where we explore the medical AI market trend. I'm your host, Jackie Lin, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you this episode. We have David Niwani with us today. David is NVIDIA's Director of Business Development for Healthcare in the medical market. He has over 18 years of experience building and leading healthcare-focused business within AWS, real-time innovations, NXP, and Freescale Semiconductor. In this recording, we will discuss technology trends in medical AI, robotics, digital surgery, security and compliance concern, and as well as the interoperability and regulatory challenges. We'll hear that from David, and whether you are a seasoned expert or new to the world of medical AI, we hope you will find our discussion informative so good morning, David. How are you? Thank you so much, Jackie, and the uh, uh, entire customer base and community that we have surrounding our uh, medical business. It's great to be here and uh, really look forward to talking a little bit more with you guys about uh, some of the trends that we're seeing in the, the medical space. David, so I know we are here today and uh, uh, with your strong background in the medical AI robotic space, uh, could you share with us and uh, your your insight and uh, from uh, from your personal experience in dealing in the medical AI robotic surgery in terms of the current train uh, that the market is going um, and how are this technology transforming the field of surgery? Perfect. Well, thanks again for the opportunity. So, you know, first and foremost, I think one of the, the biggest areas for growth uh, in the medical space and we're seeing it each and every day is in the area of what we're calling digital surgery, which largely encompasses uh, medical robotics, uh, some of the OR integration activities, uh, endoscopy, laparoscopy type procedures, where we're actually adding artificial intelligence to uh, a lot of these surgical procedures. So first and foremost, it's one of those things that, uh, again, size and scale of the market. I mean, over 300 million surgeries are performed globally each and every year. And just to give you an idea, in the last 10 years, you know, the, the percentage of those surgeries that was uh, performed by uh, some form of robot assisted surgery has gone from, you know, under 1% to over 15%. So you're seeing a significant increase in uh, the amount of robotic assisted surgeries. And really, it's becoming more and more popular due to the minimally invasive options that, uh, that it offers. And with those minimally invasive options, you now have uh, streaming video being captured. And with that streaming video being captured, you're now seeing a, a lot of trends to add artificial intelligence and other navigation techniques to these robotic procedures. So just, you know, in general, surgeons are able to perform uh, procedures with much greater precision, uh, much greater accuracy. Uh, which generally results in less pain and fewer complications. So because those patient outcomes are uh, looking so good, you're seeing more and more of these uh, products being deployed. And as you can imagine, these are exceptionally complex medical uh, medical devices. So medical robotics is definitely you know one of the the, the key areas. And then uh, you know looking at that, I touched briefly just on the the fact that we're actually adding more data analytics, machine learning, and artificial intelligence to these uh, products. So you know, doing things like you know tool tracking, navigation, 
uh, different organ segmentations. So basically just uh, providing, you know, a, uh, I'd say almost like a, a set of superpowers to the surgeon. So in addition to having that increased dexterity that they're getting from a robot, they're also able to increase the, uh, the, the vision that they're having and uh, overlay multiple uh, essentially images onto one, which, you know, really is up leveling the level of all surgeons. So not only do you take the, the, the best surgeons and make them better, but I think for, for all of us, you take some of the, uh, you know, unfortunately lower performing surgeons and up their general level of skill, which increases patient outcomes uh, across, across the board. And then I also think uh, another trend to keep in mind, which aligns with a, a lot of what you're seeing from an NVIDIA technology perspective, is this integration of, you know, virtual augmented reality and then even moving into simulation. So, you know, with that, you can actually begin training surgeons on these robotic tools in a uh, simulated environment. So the first time that a surgeon is performing a procedure, no longer is it actually on a person. It's actually in a fully simulated uh, physics realistic model where someone is actually performing that surgery on what is essentially is a digital twin. And from an NVIDIA perspective, you probably heard of some key products from us uh, in terms of our Omniverse product offering, which really helps collaborate and create these uh, simulated environments, digital twins for uh, this particular market. And then, you know, another component that I want to highlight just from a NVIDIA perspective is really our focus on edge and edge AI. Uh, our Holoscan platform, which consists of our Holoscan software, along with a, uh, a product called uh, IGX from a hardware perspective, which I know, you know, you guys at ADLink are doing a great job in terms of commercializing this and bringing a medical grade platform to market. But we're seeing each and every one of these uh, medical robotic systems, endoscopy systems, OR integration suites, integrating these edge AI components to be able to bring real time uh, AI skills and applications to some of these surgical video uh, uh, applications. So a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on in the, uh, uh, the digital surgery space. And again, just quickly summarize, I mean, you're seeing more robots, you're seeing the addition of, of AI, you're seeing this integration of virtual and augmented reality, and just more and more use of the data that is coming from these devices. So exciting time to be in the, uh, uh, in the OR. So David, so speaking on the uh, uh, the medical AI, so we also often time that we hear about the uh, things related to security and compliance. And uh, could you share with us, in your point of view, what measures the medical market and uh, to allow and ensure the security and compliance, uh, you know, with the uh, the proof point and uh, that currently exists that we can demonstrate the effectiveness of these measures? Fantastic. Thanks again, Jackie. Another great question. Really, the way I kind of group these, it's, you know, safety, security, and compliance. And really, all of those things uh, kind of come together and need to be addressed when you're talking about a medical grade or medical device type product. The first thing is, every one of these products does have uh, globally a regulatory compliance procedure that they need to go through, whether that be the FDA in the United States 
or there's a number of other regulatory agencies generally per region or per country, many of them uh, standardize on some of the same sort of uh, standards that the FDA uses. But yeah, high regulatory, uh, uh, I'd say compliance, requires companies to really consider safety, security, and uh, uh, and the effectiveness of those particular products. So first and, and foremost, I'm just going to look at the, the the safety of the device, and largely that's uh, encapsulated and captured in uh, IEC 60601, which is really specifically around the, the hardware design and the standards that are needed to comply from a medical device and safety and security standpoint. And that is something that, you know, when we designed, you know, the edge product that I spoke about earlier, the, the Holoscan and IGX platform, that AD Link is taking and adopting and bringing into a, uh, a medical grade AI edge computing system, that is going to be IEC 62, or I'm sorry, 60601 uh, compliant. So it makes it easy for you know, device manufacturers to essentially you know, take this uh, edge AI compute system and integrate it into their system, knowing that that regulatory thought process has already been uh, put into uh, place. I guess a, another piece that I want to address is more and more of these medical devices are really being driven by software to the point of in the future, we want to get them to be actually software defined. And the fact that you have more and more software, not just embedded software, but application software living on these products, you really need to make sure that you're taking the right amount of safety, security, and compliance measures uh, in your software process as well. So. Uh, IEC does have a standard called IEC 62304, which really regulates and dictates how exactly you create a uh, safe process for developing software for medical devices. And that's something that from an NVIDIA perspective, you know, we took to heart as we were building our Edge AI platform. The fact that you have IEC 62304 compliant software and documentation that we can now, again, provide to our end customers when they're building their entire platform, they can then provide that documentation to the uh, regulatory agency. And that does give them peace of mind that you know, the, the, the software and the hardware that they're taking is uh, safe, secure, and compliant. And the last piece I wanna hit on is uh, cybersecurity. So all of these devices, you know, in order to move into a software-defined future, which is something that you know ourselves, along with AD Link and and uh, our entire customer base, are trying to evolve and define. These are these devices are going to be connected to the internet, not just an internal network, but also an external network, and that's really what allows you to update, upgrade, and uh, uh, you know continually innovate at a faster pace. And that's something that you know specifically from the FDA standpoint, they're working very very closely with uh, the industry to make sure that we're setting the right amount of safety and security standards for that. And, uh, you know, I think ourselves, uh, as well as the rest of the industry, will continue to work with them and give them guidance to ensure that as you're, uh, you know, updating these devices, that they are safe and secure from uh, uh, cyber attacks as we connect more of them to the internet. Got it, got it. Thank you, David. And uh, now the FDA uh, has defined Compliance standard and uh, and and thank you for being very clear on that. So David, so I I think that's a really good segue to the next topic here. So you had mentioned about software defined security, 
And uh, are you actually seeing any interoperability challenges there that we are facing today in the medical market? And, uh, and what solution has been developed to address those challenges? Uh, again, Jackie, another really great question. Uh, you know, in some ways, you know, the, the questions we've had today around robotics and uh, integration of AI, uh, one of the, I'd say, biggest inhibitors to uh, really leveraging the massive amounts of data coming from a lot of these medical devices is interoperability. You know, one of the, the, the stats that we have is, you know, 30% of the world's data is generated from medical devices, and that's growing, I think, at 36% a year. So huge amount of data. But one of the key pieces is you need standardized data. And right now, there's really no single standard for medical device interoperability at both a syntactic and semantic level. The good news is I think there's a lot of work going on in that space, specifically in the uh, 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 semantic level. You have you know, HL7, Fire, DICOM, uh, but you really need something to also give that context. And that's something that right now is being done essentially by each individual organization who's creating these medical devices. But I do see in the future, the medical device community will begin building larger scale platforms. And with these larger scale platforms, standards will essentially begin uh, evolving and ecosystems would begin evolving. And it's really one of the benefits of introducing platforms to markets is you do get to be the center of the ecosystem, build out that syntactic and semantic bit, uh, uh, data model that now all of the rest of the devices and software as a medical device can connect into. So that's really the, the vision I see in the future. And we're kind of in the early days of, we do have some standards like Fire, HL7, uh, and DICOM for certain data sets, but the next level will be really the development of these kind of cloud to edge uh, AI platforms, uh, you know, intelligent medical device platforms that will evolve and begin creating ecosystems around them. And I think you're going to start seeing some uh, uh, standardization from, from that standpoint. Got it. Thank you, David. So David, so a, uh, a follow-up question to that, are you seeing any regulatory challenges and, uh, and how are they affecting the patient's healthcare provider and the industry stakeholders right now? Well, I would say probably the, the, the biggest regulatory challenge for the entire industry is moving forward, how are we going to work in a world where medical devices do become software defined. So, I mean, I think, you know, historically medical devices have largely been, you know, a hardware component. Software is continually updated, you know, potentially you might have AI skills added to that. But I do see a future where these medical devices end up being, you know, much more of a, uh, uh, a sensor type application. And really a lot of the intelligence that's, you know, coming on these devices is put in something that you'd almost call a general purpose compute platform or an edge AI general purpose compute platform where you essentially have a, uh, a, a secondary device that is designed to do nothing more than that artificial intelligence. And again, these would be network connected, connected to the internet where you know new AI applications can be uploaded, downloaded, uh, and deployed on a much more regular basis. And this is the type of thing 
that we've seen, you know, a couple times before. I mean, in the establishment of the PC market, you know, you basically had a standard platform, which was, you know, an Intel-based computing platform, as well as a Windows operating system, and a whole market emerged in terms of software. We've seen the same thing now with uh, uh, mobile phones and the establishment of a platform. And uh, one that is, I think, right on the, 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 the front edge of this, and you know, Tesla kind of showed us, you can do this with an automobile and actually have the idea of a software-defined car. And now I think you're gonna start to see a number of other markets going down this exact same path of software-defined. And I will say, when you're in that specific uh, world of software-defined, it is a new world. And the regulatory agencies are going to need to uh, evolve and react and know that from an NVIDIA perspective, you know, we will you know, kind of continue working closely along with our customers to help shape that to ensure both you know, the safety and security and reliability of these devices as we move into this software-defined world. Got it. Got it, David. So a lot of good sharing again. Once again, David, thank you so much. And, and David, so uh, I wanted to wrap up for today's section. And, uh, and with that, I hope everybody that's listening to this, you all enjoy our discussion on medical AI technology trend topic today. And I would like to take this moment to thank our amazing panel speaker, David, and your insight and expertise were invaluable to our panel discussion today. We really appreciate your time and your dedication in making today's podcast successful. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, feel free to reach out to us on adlinktech.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast for future episodes and updates. Thanks again to our panel speaker, David, and to all of our listeners for tuning in. Until next time, goodbye.